makers struggle with negative emotions related to their music making, especially younger artists. In fact, according to the 73%, a study conducted by a record union this year, four out of five among the respondents in the age of 18 to 25 said that they have experienced negative emotions such as stress, anxiety and or depression in relation to their music making. For some, it's about finding the avenues, ways and vocabulary to articulate some of the experiences in a way that's helpful to people and in some cases to contextualize the work that they are making. In this episode, I will be speaking to two producers who struggle with confidence issues related to their music making and I will help them gain some insights so that they can get the clarity they need in order to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I let it all behind, mama Ain't no country roads or rocking chairs or pine, mama I'm writing to you to let you know I'm a high mama But as of now, I wouldn't classify as fine commas It's all they chasing, unaware the fact they taking Unaware the fact they faking Ain't bringing home none to bacon and caking It's fine and dandy as long as you got foundations So tower on top of overhead Leave it all behind So the first guest today is Elizabeth, aka Polar Youth, a Belgian electronic music producer who has been making music since she was 12. She has worked with the likes of DJ Fresh and released a new EP in June earlier this year. While this is a vulnerable moment, she's also taking into consideration that it might help provide others who are also suffering with some solutions and supports. And because of that exact attitude, I have come to know, appreciate and support her as somewhat of a role model for producers of her generations and generations to come. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Mind the Music. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. 
thank you so much for doing this. And it's not the first time that we are on radio together and that we are working together. So I'm really, really thrilled that you're joining me on this project as well. Yeah, me too, me too. So first of all, I want to congratulate you on your EP, Lost and Found, which was released in June this year, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Cool. How happy are you that it's out? Very happy because um, between... Well, I started my project Polar Youth in 2014 and um, late 2016, I was a bit lost of what kind of music I wanted to make. So I started to make heavy trap and dubstep and all the things that I'm not as a person, you know, I I tried to push myself in other directions. Um, It was mentally... Uh, very heavy for me. I also, um, I don't know how to say, but ghosted out of social media. I was nowhere to mm. be found. And mm-hmm. um, but like, um, yeah, in the beginning or mid 2017 or late 2017, I really wanted to come back, and I, I felt like I knew what I wanted to make. So I was like, what better way than to come back with an EP? Yeah, so, and also um, the name is really, I think, yeah, very yeah, much yeah. linked to that process. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. And um, so it took me about a year and a half for an EP to be done. So I, I was just really happy and it's finally out. That it, it's like, for me, it's like my uh, portfolio for other people to know what kind of music I make. Awesome. I'm sure you must be so proud, especially considering it wasn't an easy process, which is exactly what we want to get into today. The stress and the anxiety music makers sometimes feel when when they're producing and also sometimes getting blocked and not knowing how to move forward and not getting really clear on how to really, you know, release those blocks and actually let creativity flow again. So... To begin, an everyday struggle for producers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I can speak for others too. I've had many producer friends coming uh, to me and be like, "Oh, I'm stuck," or "I'm really down," or it's Mm -hmm. like it's it's becoming a a basic thing to be depressed Mm -hmm. when you're a musician. It's it's Mm -hmm. really weird, but I also understand it because it's really a a tough job. Um, But if you have if you get nice results, it's really worth all the struggles. Yeah. And the thing is also, I guess, it's because it's a bit more out in the open and it, it seems like it's a little bit more allowed to talk about it now as to mm-hmm. before it was still more taboo and people didn't really know how to talk about it or what to do about it even. You know, it's not always easy to to know what to do and then you kind of get lonely and, and stuck with your own struggles. Yeah. yeah um, so... Whenever that actually comes up, it's really insightful to kind of hit the pause button and really observe what is going on so that you can really consciously identify the actual issue that you want to overcome and, and, you know, get back to actually creating and not obsessing over the negative feelings. So can you, that's actually what I want to do with you today is to help gain clarity about the stress that you sometimes feel when you're making music and the way to do this is to perhaps go back to one specific situation that you remember um, as an example that we can use and as, as an example today um, to kind of build upon um, to see what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, actually, I'm a very ambitious girl. I think a lot of magician, magicians are, but like if I don't get the results that I wanted, it's really hard on me and I'm really hard on myself. Um, and like the thing I always do and I try to avoid is compare myself to others. Mm. And that's, that, that's for me one of the hardest things because like I'm, I'm producing a track, for instance, and I'm taking a break and I see like a new artist that has new tracks and I listen to the tracks and I immediately compare them to my track that I just made. Uh. Even though it's still a demo and it still has to be mixed and mastered. 
And then I'm like, whoa, I make shitty music. What the hell is this? So right. it, that's really a struggle for me. It so that's really something that happens often then? Like when, yeah, when, definitely. Yeah. Like, like, for instance, also on social media, mm -hmm. whenever I see another artist um, uh, being able to play on a very popular festival or something like that, right. I'm like, oh my God. I also want to be there, you know, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So can you remember the last time you felt this way when you were making oh, a I, uh, um, late, uh, Lately, I feel every day like that. Every day. Wow. Okay. And do you, if you go back to one specific moment where you felt it, do you, do you know what happens physically in your body like do you feel something in your body happening for example i don't know maybe pain pops up or um, your energy is lower or i don't know any any physical things that you feel that you notice when you're in this moment of of doubt i actually start feeling sick sick uh, uh, yeah um like sick to your stomach or no not really sick like i'm gonna puke or something but like just sick of myself right um like yeah i don't know i, I just bring myself down with mm. my own thoughts even though i don't want to do that yeah mm. but like i always uh, for instance every morning when i go to the toilet i i check i check my social media and then when i see like these posts about this artist playing at this festival. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I also want to do that. And I, I wish all the people, all those magicians the best, obviously. It's, it's yeah. like, I, I want to take them down. I'm no, like, it's not about that, obviously. Yeah. But then I, I get just really sad. Yeah, really sad. Not, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like for instance, one, one specific uh, thing I, I can think about is like, I started my uh, project in 2014 with an, another similar artist and he was my friend and now he plays on the biggest festivals he plays on he gets radio shows mm -hmm. those things he ge he gets to make music for artists that I really look up to and then mm -hmm. I'm like I'm still sitting in my room trying to to live off my music and yeah when I see him yeah I wish him all the best of course yeah like we started at the same time and he's way above me above you yeah yeah well I, I that's the way you perceive it somehow um yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah i i mean i'm sure you're not the only one doing this it's called uh, the comparison hangover and we yeah. all do it oh you know God. we all do it life and it literally makes us feel sick you know like in, in yeah, our bodies it's, yeah, yeah. And going back to the, the physical responses that you feel, so you start to feel sick, do you um, know what your breathing is like? Like, do you notice any changes in your breathing patterns at those moments? Yeah, I breathe, I breathe uh, faster. Faster. Yeah, so it's more like of a, an anxiety response, I would yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. Start and to I, I, I get really anxious and stressed mm -hmm. because I really feel left out. And I'm right. like, oh my God, I really need to do something fast. Yeah. Instead, just like, but like on the other hand, it's also motivation for me. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a, a day that I want to take as a day off, like literally, literally do nothing. <laughs> and then I see those posts. I'm like, no, I, I got to work. Yeah, I got to do something. I have to yeah. show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so going back to the anxiety moments, do you really understand what's going on in those moments? Like, what is it about the particular situation that you experience as a problem? Just the fact that I, I, I'm, I'm left out. You feel left out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like I work, I work hard on my music. I really try my best because like I'm... When you when you know me, when you get to know me, I'm just this really loud chick. <laughs> I, I, I make jokes. I, 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 I yeah, I'm just really loud. But mm -hmm. meeting new people, that's really a struggle for me. I'm, I'm really shy. It, it's very weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if 
Because like one of the most important things when you're make when you're a musician, you have to have good music, but also good connections. You have yeah. to be sh social. You have to show your face everywhere. Mm -hmm. For me, that's really a struggle. That's also a struggle. I, I, I I'm I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. um, and how are you working on it? Like what 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 do you need in order to overcome that? I just push myself to go to events that mm -hmm. I would never go to. Um, right. I try, yeah, I, I really try to push myself to, mm -hmm. to go talk to people, to, to, to promote myself. Because I've always been seen as a very humble girl, but I think I'm too humble. I, I right. would never go to someone and say, yo, I'm polar youth, I make awesome music, you know? <laughs> I'm not like Why that. Why not? <laughs> no, I'm joking, no, I'm joking. I have no idea. I, yeah. I, 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 I cannot sell myself. Mm. And a lot of people in my environment have been saying like, yo, you have to do that. Mm. But you do get a little bit anxious about that, about, you know, the social... Yeah. yeah. So what would... Okay, so let's say you don't have that anxiety. It's yeah. not there what would happen i would be talk to everyone right i would yeah i would be friends with everyone i would i would just be the the loud girl that i'm mm -hmm. known as um, yeah yeah so do you have any like clarity at all as to where that let's call it social anxiety is coming from yeah, yeah. No idea. No idea. You don't know. Do you know what triggers it? Do you have any triggers? Um, when I see someone I know mm -hmm. at an event, but I see they are, they are like with five unknown people, mm. like people that I've never seen, I'm not going to go to the person. Right. Because I, I, I'm, I'm telling myself like, oh my God, I need to say hi to everyone. I don't know them. What am I going to say? Mm -hmm. So I prefer to just hide. Right. And every yeah. time when I go home afterwards, I, I just want to punch myself and be like, dude, why didn't you just go up to the person? You yeah. Know? And why? Because you didn't know what to say? Because what, what, what do you think would happen if you would walk up there and just say hi? I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it would be awkward. I don't know. Well, the thing is, okay, another question. Um, how would you ideally like to feel in a situation like that? Just an enthusiastic to meet mm -hmm. people and, and receiving the same vibe off of yeah. them. Not that, not that I, not that they would look at me like, who, who the hell is this? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's definitely, uh, well, that's the thing, like why I'm asking, because in order to kind of, overcome i mean we don't always need to understand every reason or every um, uh, trigger behind certain issues because then right. i feel like we're constantly focusing on it more and we want to yeah. focus on moving away from the issue and just yeah. overcoming it and one of the most interesting and important things to do that is just to focus on how would i want to feel you know mm -hmm. and like observing the situation like okay what's going on right now okay i clearly i'm feeling anxiety about going up to these people saying hi and then you kind of name it like okay i'm i'm feeling anxious about it that's fine it's okay and then you just take a deep breath in and then you feel like okay what what would i want to feel like in that situation for example in your case you said i would want to feel enthusiastic about it and then focusing on those feelings is actually going to be a lot more productive then focusing on, oh my God, I'm too anxious and yeah, I don't know yeah. what to do about it. And then you just kind of go like in self-fulfilling prophecy and then, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I yeah. think if you kind of um, build in this like, this technique for yourself, of course it takes some practice because usually when we get anxious, we just kind of do it as an instinct, you know, like we just want to hide and, and run away. Yeah, it's yeah, an instinct, definitely. it's just our brains that do that. Yeah, yeah. But we can retrain our brain to... to react to it differently we can choose our reactions we can change those reactions mm -hmm. and it's not because we messed up in between brackets one time that it's over forever we can always you know rebuild yeah, and yeah. redo so i would just suggest that you the next time you feel this anxiety in this situation even you know social anxiety or even when it's with your music just focus on how you would want to feel whenever you feel 
the comparison hangover pop up. Just focus on, okay, clearly I'm, I'm comparing myself to others and clearly this is not making me feel good. Like, how do I actually want to feel? And if you are able to focus on that, then you can actually do things to support those feelings, like finishing your music, like going to talk to people, networking, you know, which is actually more productive for your music than, than yeah. anxiety, obviously. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so... But like oh, the, the, the yeah. one thing that's, um, that works on me, very social, is alcohol. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. When I've, had, when I've had a bit too much alcohol, I just walk up to random people and I'm like, hey, what's up? So, but, but like, I really want to be able to do that without. That. Yeah, that's because that's kind of self-medication, isn't it? I mean, I yeah. totally, I can totally relate to that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate. Like, yeah, <laughs> that one glass of wine takes the edge off or just that one yeah, beer yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I feel like, and I totally understand, and I'm not judging that. I, absolutely not. But I do feel like it's really self-medicating what we're mm -hmm. actually feeling. And it's mm -hmm. actually telling ourselves that it's not okay to feel that. Yeah. While we're just human, sure. it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to not know what to do. It's okay to mess up or to feel like we're not good enough. It's, it's mm -hmm. okay to acknowledge all of, all of those feelings and then really decide, okay, how do I actually want to feel rather than, you know, self-medicating and, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. doing what you think you need to do. Because yeah, sometimes yeah, maybe yeah. you don't need to walk up to those people because it just doesn't feel right and that's okay too. Yeah. So I think it's all a matter of just really acknowledging and respecting your own feelings in the moment. So, and, and just knowing how you actually do want to feel rather than feeling shitty about it, you know. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> so how do you feel now that we've talked about all of this coming from you know, anxiety to, to this, this point in the conversation, what do you feel about it? I, I just like, I'm not really a girl that talks a lot about her emotions. I'm just not like that. My friends know it, my family knows it. Um, yeah, it's really nice to just be able to talk about it with you. Um, you also gave good advice. Definitely, I will definitely work on that. Um, yeah, it's just really nice. I feel a bit relieved also. Okay, um, that's good. Because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know I'm not the only one feeling that way, but I really wanted to push myself and be like the tough girl that every, everyone knows and <laughs> the, the socially likable, loud girl. But when meeting new people, I'm just a really tiny, small, shy girl yeah <laughs> which is also such a beautiful side of you because you are completely okay just the way you are right now in this any given moment in time in this particular moment in any given moment with any skill you have with, with any feelings that pop up it's just all part of who you are and that's what makes it so beautiful and authentic mm -hmm. so yeah. thank you so so much for sharing all of these things with me and with the people who are listening i really appreciate it and i wish you well yeah of course no problem <laughs> thank you for your great advice i will definitely use it thank you so much <laughs> bye 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 try to pay no mind but my feelings won't lie i try to pay you no mind but my feelings won't lie I think we need just one night And let's get faded Whoa.
know how I get when I'm alone, yeah So long I get myself in the zone, yeah Like a sunflower, she just had enough power to make me wanna live guest is Nicole aka Nicknack and she is a producer and a DJ and we will be talking about one of the struggles that she has been experiencing so far in her music career. Hi Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, you alright? <laughs> How are you? You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Okay, awesome. So we had a little bit of a pre-chat before, before doing this. Um, so let's just dive right in. You were describing um, one of the struggles. I'm pretty sure there is more, but you were describing one of the struggles that um, you sometimes experience uh, when it comes to you being a producer versus you being a DJ and just in general, um, really not liking the fact that sometimes you're being put in a corner and you're being told to do certain stuff or to be upheld to expectations of others all the while you're actually already on a different path. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and give an example? Yes, yeah, so uh, I'll give like a little bit of a history as to kind of what I do to kind of re like really briefly. So I've been making music since I was a teenager, like I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years old, maybe younger than that. And 
um, my initial kind of thing was that I just wanted to make beats. So I did that through um, secondary school, uh, college and then university. And I've made a lot of friends through me doing that as well. And people would use my beats on their EPs and stuff. And it was it was great. Um, and then I feel like as I got older and, you know, life experiences, um, the things you study at uni and other people you meet and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. um, they've had um, effects on me whereby my music has changed. And also the fact that I have been leaning more towards DJing um, has kind of taken the kind of front seat now compared to where I was, where I was at when I first started. Yeah. So uh, now, I mean, once upon a time, I could make an EP in a day and literally like mix it, master it, uh, do an artwork, do some artwork and then pop it online. And then there it is. Um, I could do that within a day. Now I really struggle to to kind of make beats in that kind of a way, because that's not I wouldn't say my heart is in it at the moment. It's just it's not how my creativity manifests. Yeah. Um, like I'm. I'm more into doing ambient and weird, weird things now with sounds and soundscapes <laughs> instead. Um, so I've had experiences where, you know, I might have not seen um, friends because I've moved around the country a little bit during my studies and stuff. So there's been moments where uh, old friends have messaged me or we've bumped into each other at a show or something. And one of the first instances is, yo, when's the next beat tape? And I'm like, yeah. That's not, <laughs> I don't really do that anymore. I mean, mm. it's not to say that I've completely um, left that side of me. Um, every now and then an idea comes and it becomes a beat, but I wouldn't say that I'm like fully on that 24 seven, like I was, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. So yeah. it's, yeah. And then like having people kind of just immediately associate you with that work and just be like, yeah, but you're going to make another one though, right? Like you're going to do another one. And it's like, well, but I don't know if I'm going to do another one. It's not up to them to decide what I'm going to do. Right. Um, and trying to battle that kind of, uh, um, kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, expectation or, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the word, but it's completely left my head now. I've not had coffee yet. Um, <laughs> so it's a bit like, it's a, <clears throat> it's a bit jarring. Um, but, I feel like a lot of people do kind of understand that like, yeah, you know, my, the beats that I have made are online, yeah. but you can see where I'm mostly busy, where it is DJing and doing turntablism and stuff like that, rather than just chucking out beat tapes every minute. Cause it's not, that's not where I'm at in my own um, development right now. Not anymore. That's, mm-hmm. It might change in the future, but I like having that freedom of going, well, I don't know. I could make a beat tape. I don't know though. Um, yeah. It's just how it is at the minute. Yeah. So it's safe to say that this kind of expectation or uh, reaction from people blocks you in a way, right? Yeah. Um, sorry. <coughs> um, it kind of, it adds a, a newfound pressure because mm-hmm. before I would just, and no, it is kind of the same way, actually. Like if I have an idea and I make it and it might turn into a, a beat of some kind that somebody may or may not want to use, or um, I might just make a remix and just go there, I've done a thing and I'm just leave it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as somebody is kind of like, um, sort of making the assumption that, yeah, that's what you do. So you're going to do another one. And there's yeah. no kind of, there's no, they're not kind of taking into account that you might you you as an artist have grown and changed and you've experienced things and that's the that's affected the music you make and listen to and are inspired by and all these things and yeah um it is it is very you feel you feel you do feel kind of trapped and it's kind of trapped. you know I, I never i never want to be pigeonholed whether i'm a producer or a dj or whatever like i i hate the idea of just being yeah. identified as one thing and that works for some people don't get me wrong mm-hmm. it's I'm not, you know, I'm not in that. I, I don't like it. I don't like feeling like I just have to be this one thing. I can do yeah. many things. Yeah, so. not being pigeonholed. Yeah, yeah. So whenever somebody um, addresses you that way, how do you feel? Like, do you, re- do you recall how it makes you feel physically? Does something physically happen in your body at that moment? Um, 
I get I wouldn't I wouldn't say physically I guess it's more like mentally I start to feel like oh um it's a lot of questions kind of come up so it's like mm. um so is that is that all it is like is that what like you um I'm on social media and all that kind of stuff but like is that the one thing that you're focusing on that I'm doing um right. and it's a bit like well I've done a lot since the last beat tape I put out, which was a good, I don't know, maybe four years ago. So like, I've done a lot since then, but yet you're focusing on that. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and what and- is it about that particular, so that question pops up or questions pop up and you're like, oh, is that all you're focusing on? What is it in particular about that kind of question that is a problem for you? What is it that is blocking you or that you're not liking about it that is really presenting a problem for you? Uh, it's like, uh, how can I put it? It's, it's like, um, uh, I've moved away from, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to put it into words. I've kind of, so whenever the questions come up it, it, and, and then that, that kind of feeling kind of just rises up and mm-hmm. It's a bit like I then feel some kind of a level of disappointment within myself for not um, sort of carrying on with that kind of identity, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. But disappointment. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then it's also followed by, well, no, it's not like I don't do that anymore. It's just that it, I'm not. That's that's not the hat that I'm constantly wearing anymore. Like it's it's in. Yeah, I, I love using metaphors. Like it's <laughs> the hat is in the kind of the 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 drawer or whatever. Like it's there, but it's not on my head like as yeah. much. Anymore. You know, I've not lost those skills. I've not lost the ability to mix and master and produce and things like that. I've not lost those skills. It's yeah, just yeah. That I'm applying them to a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it yeah, a level of kind of disappointment, maybe a little bit of anxiety kind of comes up. And just feeling like I don't know, it's like time I've I've moved on in a in a in a creative way and other things have kind of fallen into that too. But I've moved on from that person that I was when I was making those kinds of beats. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of represent a certain time in my life, I guess. Yeah. So, so when that anxiety yeah. comes up, like what would it be like for you if It just wasn't there. If the anxiety that comes up in that situation wasn't there, what would happen for you? Like, how would you move forward if that anxiety wouldn't pop up in that particular situation? Um, I guess in that situation, I would just be like, I'd be more direct and just be like, well, it's... I don't, I don't know when it's coming. Um, I think I've said that actually. There was a point where I think last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. um, I I was doing a, I was I was uh, the support DJ for this gig, and um, some friends that um, I'd met in a city I used to live in, they were also playing, and I didn't even know. So mm-hmm. we kind of caught up very quickly. But one of the first questions was, "So when's the next mixtape?" And I know they were kind of saying that jokingly and stuff, but I still felt that pressure. Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of politely say, you know what, sound, thank you. Like it's it's nice that you're still wanting me to do what I did many moons ago, but <laughs> that's that's not how my creativity just comes out. So I don't know. And um, they were they were cool about it. There was no kind of like oh what like um, there was yeah. no kind of uh, what's the word frustration or whatever. It was like oh, okay, fair, um, you know. And I've been really lucky in that kind of circumstance. I guess with DJing, um, it can be a little bit more tricky to navigate, or at least it was when I was younger. Um, How because, so? Um, <clears throat> well, it's it's like uh, people have um, some kind of expectation or a perception of what a DJ is. So, you know, you go into a bar or whatever and you see somebody playing tunes, mm-hmm. um, people will... Not all people, some people will kind of just assume that, oh, okay, they're playing the music that we want. So therefore we're the bosses and we want this. So people can come up and ask for requests and stuff. And I've I've, um, 
I'm a strong advocate of saying no when I want to, rather than just being like, yeah, sure. And then feeling like, oh shit, if I don't have that song, oh, sorry, I swore. Um, if I don't have that song, then um, I'm immediately a crap DJ. Like it's not, that's mm. not, that's not a feeling I have anymore. It's like, no, I, if I play the music I have at that moment and if it suits the vibe of the thing, then okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but the worst example that um, I've experienced was uh, a number of years ago. So I used to live in a, a place in England called Leicester. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what, not too long after I graduated, I became a resident DJ in a bar I worked at. Yeah. And um, which was hella handy. That was great. <laughs> and uh, that'd be de- I was working like a full time job on top of DJing at the bar like every other week and then DJing at a different bar every Friday night. And it was pretty intense. I wasn't, I didn't know I wasn't happy. It was like, mm. okay, I've got to go to work and then come back and then do the gig and then come Juggling back all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, nope, nope, nope. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I, can't, I just didn't, I didn't realize I wasn't happy. So mm. um, not too long after this kind of residency at this bar, um, excuse me, <coughs> uh, they asked me to do a bank holiday weekend. Um, so it would have been six hours, uh, funk and soul and hip hop and stuff. I was like, cool, I could do that. That's no problem. And this was going to be the first time that I was going to be um, doing this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, normally I'd go back to back with somebody. So I get there early. I'm very excited. I invited all my friends like, yeah, come, 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 come. And started playing and it was, yeah, it was chill. Like it obviously, at what 10 o'clock at night it's pretty quiet but that's what you expect it's fine um but then as the night kind of went on maybe before midnight i'd say um these three um these three people came in and they were hurling all kinds of abuse uh they were very aggressive um verbally aggressive and just wouldn't take no for an answer Mm. and it was very troubling because i'd never experienced that before really on that kind of intensity um and a friend of mine who just happened to be kind of coming to the bar he tried to kind of um sort of steer them away from the booth but they just they just weren't having it and they were just hurling the same abuse to me but via him um and it just and it just built up and built up so much within me that i had a panic attack during my set and it was very it was in that moment where it was like okay I'm just going to ride this panic attack out because I can't exactly do anything else. And um, I just I just had the attack, I swallowed it, and then I just carried on with the set. And um, afterwards, when the bar closed and everything, um, everybody at the bar was like, man, the crowd tonight wasn't great. They were all just mean and horrible people, uh, kind of just moaning about it. And then I was just like still in tears. And they were like, yo what's 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 going on and i explained and they were like oh you could have gotten security and i'm like no because the bar is in a basement so it's like i'd have to get out of the booth try and get through the the women get through the crowd go up the stairs find security point them out to them on the screen come back downstairs lead them to the people and then try and get back into the do you know i mean like it would have been too much to do and Mm -hmm. yeah the the bar staff were like yeah that's a really good point oh man and they they offered their sympathies and stuff um so that was a moment where it was like okay i'm finding myself questioning why am i actually doing this right Um, yeah and and how would you do you remember like because a panic attack obviously is is a horrible thing to go through and you're in the midst of djing even so do you do you remember like thinking or or feeling a certain way like what what, how is this happening like was it confusing (laughs) for you did you have clarity what actually triggered it and obviously these guys were like hurling all of all kinds of abuse but what what i mean with it's usually about what's below it like below below the surface the things that we value and at the at the core we value things like i'm feeling connected with people security safety uh you know all that kind of stuff like do you remember what it was like for you was it was it did you understand all of these things or was it just all one pile of confusion for you so at the time it was a big old pile of confusion because it was like wait why why am i getting triggered to this intensity now of all like what so Mm -hmm. it was only like in hindsight like kind of 
I don't know, a few days later or even kind of years later, that really made me go, okay, what I realized was, was that, um, you know, working all the hours and not getting enough sleep. But again, I didn't realize that I thought this is what you do. Like this is, the, that's the path you do sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically I was burning myself out and I didn't even realize I was burning myself out until that panic attack. Mm-hmm. And so that really made me go, okay, I need to do part-time. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love DJing. Like I can't, I really, I really can't stress that enough. Like I'm doing hand gestures, like <laughs> um, I really do love, I love what I do so much. Mm. So to kind of be in a position where I'm loving what I'm doing, but yeah, I'm having this intense, upsetting reaction. That's weird. And then taking the time out to go, okay, what do I need to do so that I can continue doing what I love and continue getting better and all this mm. stuff without without that feeling of just intense crap. And then it was like, okay, I need to work less hours during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to just step up my own well-being and mental health to be like, okay, I can handle if somebody's being an idiot, I can just say no or give them the, you know, the death stare and then that's it. Like just yeah. kind of have it, have like thicken my skin up so that I can handle people that are being obnoxious and rude for no reason or even yeah. just block because it's like I need to have that because I love what I do and mm-hmm. still respond to the other people that are also loving what I do. Like if I didn't, if I, um, if I wasn't a good DJ, the bar wouldn't have asked me to come and do that. Mm-hmm. It's that yeah. kind of a thing. Like I wouldn't yeah. get these gigs if I wasn't, if I wasn't good at what I do. So mm-hmm. clearly that says something and people can ask for requests. If I have the song, I have the song. If I don't, yeah. I don't. Or if it doesn't fit the vibe of the night, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit the vibe of the night. You can go yeah. somewhere else. Well, it's, it's really about seeing yeah. things the way they are in front of you at that moment and not th- seeing them the way the way you think they are, you know, and not <laughs> not attaching too many uh, personal feelings to it in a sense, you know, because a lot of things happen around us and we don't always look at things the way they are, just perceiving them, ob- observing them like just the way they are in reality and not just... Um, oh, I think this is happening or taking taking things personally or totally disregarding the way we want to feel in the situation and, and not feeling like we're in control anymore and that leaves us feeling powerless and then it's like a downward spiral from there on. So mm. I feel like what you just described, especially after the panic attack and then really kind of evaluating, okay, I need to put my well-being first, I need to do this, I need to do that. I feel like that's really a moment of clarity for you yeah. to understand what you need to do to feel to feel better and to put your well-being first and to to really just take care of you first and then then the rest comes and that doesn't mean that you don't love what you do but you understand that it's something that's really necessary in order to become more resilient and take better care of yourself in those situations. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was a very um, important moment in in my career. I'd say just um, like at the time, it felt incredibly horrible. Like just like, what is this? But mm-hmm. um, in hindsight, and just kind of going, okay, that was a very big lesson, and I realise now, um, and earned years since that that really helped me to just like be be stubborn with my mental health and just be like well look if you're gonna come here with a really negative vibe then that's not my i'm not taking that on that's mm-hmm. you in it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely you, man. like it's cool you do you yeah, yeah um yeah. <laughs> exactly do you feel like you have like more clarity now in um when it comes to those situations like if this exact situation would happen to you tomorrow do you feel like you have more clarity now yeah, I think, um, I wouldn't say, uh, I mean, yes, I have more clarity, I would say that, but I also have more strength. So mm-hmm. somebody coming up to me being kind of obnoxious and going, oh, can you play this? Or like immediately assuming that I don't have the song or just coming in with some kind of negative vibe and mm-hmm. asking me to do something. Mm-hmm. I am very quick to go, no. Like if you're just going to be, if you're, if you can ask nicely and if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. Okay. But if you're already kind of coming 
to me with some kind of sarcasm like oh it's a female dj who oh, i bet <laughs> she doesn't have this song or who oh, she's too young to have this or whatever and then you're just you're asking me some kind of joke and it's like no i actually take this shit very seriously could you not mm. um I will just say no. Like my kind of my my skin is pretty thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've gone through a lot of moments where people have said kind of uh, like racist and sexist type of stuff, and it's like, wow, okay. Like you're just, I can't even deal with you right now because I'm busy doing what I love. So you yeah. go, you go elsewhere, please. Like I've I've got a very um, sort of I've got a stronger kind of. Um, Re- like resistance to yeah. um, that kind of stuff. Sorry, yeah. am I right to swear? I should have asked this before. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I should have asked before we went. I realized I was no, no, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. It doesn't matter. Um, no, it's okay. totally fine. So I think <laughs> what you've all just described is so incredibly like powerful and insightful. I feel like for many people who will be listening, because I think this is such a beautiful example of how understanding the way you want to feel about things and understanding what's most important, what you value the most in this situation is, is so important in order to get like clarity about confusing situations, understanding what's going on and then being able to move past it and, and you know, like work through those blocks and then just really being able to, to continue in a, in a more resilient and self-empowered way. I feel like this is such a beautiful example that you've given today. And um, I think it's a nice way to round up the conversation as well. Okay. So I, I, the final words I have for you is just thank you so much for sharing this. I think it's so powerful and so insightful for many people. It's such a beautiful example of how you can work through these things, get clarity and just come out the other way a lot stronger and, and really continue what you love to do. So thank you so, so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I think it's, it's more important for more DJs, irrespective of gender, to mm-hmm. just talk about their experiences because it will help to kind of widen the diversity of future DJs coming through. So, yeah, you know, for sure. It's, it's yeah. important for us to be able to just be on a level with each other and go, well, you know, that, you know, I experienced this or this is some bullshit or whatever. And then just be like, just be on a level with each other because then that just helps everybody to connect with each other more and more. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy I could take part in this. So thanks. Well, that. thank you so much. I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. I'm just like, yes, I concur. And I hope it also helped you in a way or you're feeling good about it, for, about sharing your story on here as well. Yep. Okay, yep. cool. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Okay, and one last thing. Um, where yeah. can we find you? Like uh, on Facebook or do you have a website or where can we check out your stuff? Yeah, so uh, I am on the social media realms. Uh, so the tag is um, Nick Nack DJ Music. So N-I-K-N-A-K DJ Music. Awesome. Um, and it's the same thing across the board, like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. And my website has that as the main bit.com. So knickknackdjmusic.com is my website as well. Okay, awesome. So we know where to find you next time you're uh, playing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. about, I'm about a lot. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Okay, well, thank you so, so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. <laughs> oh, thank you. Gold on your fingertips They try to make people nervous so There's something missing in your smile Something missing in your soul There's something missing in your smile Tell me why, tell me when, tell me why, when Everything you wanna come and
So we are almost at the end of this episode. If anything resonated with you, then I would love to hear from you. If you think you need support, then please reach out. I am giving away a free 45-minute discovery call to any DJ or producer out there who relates to what we've discussed here and wants to explore holistic coaching for DJs and producers further. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate you for taking the time to listen and I will catch you next time for another episode of Mind the Music.